to a full fuel to Rangi. The swirling of the winds to the heavens. Ena mana in Nareo in a karangatanga maha on a hoe fa, no my picking my, no my hide my kitene hotakane at the ahika, ko Maria Rakurakua ho, ko Justin Maria ho, welcome back to the ahika, your weekly fix of Kaupapa Māori, everything Māori here on Radio New Zealand National. Koha is a concept in our culture that's often viewed in a very one-dimensional way, that is seeing its value only in monetary terms, much more complex than that. I check out a cafe that's operating on a koha basis. I'm back in the top of the South Island, this time in Nelson, where Marae Committee Chairperson Jane Defu takes me around Whakatū Marae. The Marae here certainly embraces Mātāwaka. Um, which is all iwi. Which is all other iwi outside of our rohe, because they have played a, a huge role in supporting the marae and its developments and still do to this day. And they also have a... We put a seat on the committee for Mātāwaka to have an input because of that. And throughout the show, you'll hear Waiata from our next guests, Macy Rika, JJ Rika and Tama Waipara. Nā reire te iwe, koua e tahuriatsu, koe ranga kaupapa kōrero e whaiakenei. That's what's coming up whānau mā in tonight's Te Ahikā broadcast. Kei te pakarongo mai rā ki Te Ahikā. Ko te mea tuatahi. Last week, many a Māori musician and their friends came together in Wellington for Pau, 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 the annual music extravaganza celebrating Māori musicianship. Macy Rika, her brother JJ, close friend and whanaunga Tama Waipara were some of the many draw cards. Justin caught up with them on the eve of their performance. Ko ngā te awa, ko tūhoi, ko te arawa ngā iwi, nā i whakatipu mai mai o ko JJ roto te iwi o te whāna apanui. Uh, yeah, kia ora. Kia ora, Macy. Kia ora, Tama. Tama Waipara is also in the whare. Kia ora. If you like just say um, your, your pepeha, no hea koe. Ai, ko horauta te waka, ko manuaru te maunga, ko te arai te awa, ko rong whakata te iwi. Kia ora. Kia ora, kia ora, Tama. Kia uh, Kia koe, JJ? Oh, ori te kia mesi. Oh, kia ora. <laughs> kia ora. You do pepeha times two. <laughs> so, um, so I suppose we'll start with uh, with you, Macy. You're in uh, Pōneke in Wellington for Pao Pao Pao. What do you think Pao 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 is all about? Pao Pao Pao, first thing you think of is bang, bang, bang. Pao Pao Pao. But um, it's quite an appropriate name, you know, because it's Matariki celebrations, you know. Um, Matariki, Matariki season, you know, Māori New Year. Um, coming together, te whakakotahitanga, te whānau, you know, and it's quite appropriate that we have it in winter, actually, because it's so cold, so it's good to come together and warm each other, you know, with aroha, warm each other with um, each other's presence. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. There's going to be some amazing artists, you know, um, people in for a treat, yeah. You performed last year as well. Yeah, it was the first time me and JJ done Pa 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 was last year. I didn't know what to expect, and um, 
it was just overwhelming and um, it was just amazing to meet um, other people that are on the same creative paths as us. And what about you, Tom? Have you experienced with Pow 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 in the no, past? No, no. This is my first time. I'm down with um, with Maisie for it. And I mean, I always think of, you know, Hirini and Ka Pow Pow Mai He Pipi I always think of, the, mm. of, of his songs. But also, you know, know a little bit of the corridor behind um, the, the originating idea behind the festival. And I think it's just, it's exciting to be down here to participate in that and to. Total call the artists and also it's just it's a great cause you know mm. I don't think you'll find anyone who's um, unwilling to get behind any kind of relief effort from the artists to the people that um, that are hiring out the hotel you mm. know they they all want to get on board with the kaupapa mm. and that's and it's awesome and JJ your experience with Paul 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 what do you think the purpose is of of, of having a, a Maori like a get-together, really, in a big sing-song. Oh, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, we always do it. You know, we always in at Marae, <laughs> and there's always stuff going on there in the kitchen, pōhiri. Yeah, but this is it's pretty cool, just everyone coming together. How did this coupling come about of Macy Rikai and Tamawaipara? How did you all end up singing together? Yeah, well, um, we were at the same time Was a couple of years ago in Matariki. <laughs> No, no, uh, we did a gig, uh, Matariki gig up in Auckland, and Thomas says we should do something, and then he says he's from Upotiki, and I was like, let's go, let's do it. <laughs> as soon as he said I'm from Opa, I was like, he <laughs> <laughs> There yeah. was a bit of a sign. Oh. Um, we did a tour together last year, and that was where we really had a chance eh, to work all together. And, and it, it it never feels forced. It, we just, you know, if it feels right, we do it. If it doesn't, we don't. And I mean, I've, I'm just, you know, I'm a huge fan of these two. So um, to to be able to spend time with them and just hang out is is a treat. But then to do to add the musical aspect into that as well is just another level of, you know, mm. aroha, really. Mm. And Tama knows so much, and we just learn so much, and I see my brother grow in confidence as well, you know, um, just having Tama there by our side. It's, it's like, it's meant to be over. <laughs> we laugh a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've had hired cars, we've had to travel around the Motu, <laughs> and it's been awesome, you know, and Tama's navigating, and... You know, yeah, just time I can't drive. <laughs> it's been like the amazing race. <laughs> it's, it's, it's choice, you know, looking back now yeah. on our tour. 
doing detours on ferries <laughs> up north. Oh my oh, gosh. gosh. Yeah, we ended up on a ferry. The Darwinny ferry. Oh, yeah. Where were you going? Well, I don't remember, actually. Whangarei. We were going down to Whangarei, I think. Oh, and, okay. um, we saw, um, you know, there was the road and then there was the water with the ferry on it. We're like, let's do it. Let's get on the ferry, you know. Yeah. Had some real adventures, eh? Some mm. adventures, all right. Yeah, that's been choice. I mean, Macy, your your star, you know, steadily rising. Really, with the first, you had the EP, then you had your your debut album, and then um, I hear the in the in the Kumara vine that you're working towards is it a total Te Reo Māori album. Yeah. Um, is this with you, Tama, or is it? I hope so. Send him a tono. What's yeah. that? What, what's the up of your um, fully Te Reo? Well, um, the kaupapa, I guess, will be. Um, what's relevant in today's day and age, you know, what's relevant now. I mean, just off the top of my head, there's the oil drilling going on, you know, and mm. um, there's mahi that I'm doing with um, the girls inside um, and just um, with the, the ru down in mm. Otautahi, there's so many kaupapa there, so it's just about, um, you know, getting the getting it down and recording it. I've also asked um, people from where I come from if they'll write for me too because, you know, I'd just love to have their support with that. Write songs? Yeah, oh. write Yeah, because, you know, um, they're, they're touring in that mahi and I want to set a good standard, you know. Standard yeah. in terms of te reo? Yeah. Now, Tama, correct me if I'm wrong, but were you involved in raising the Titanics? Yes, so yeah, I was. so they... how was that? And when is it coming to Wellington? It's coming in November. We're at, at Downstage. It was amazing. It's the first time I've acted. Um, before that, I did a musical called Rent, up, up in Auckland with Nanny Crummer, and that was kind of my <laughs> my preparation. <laughs> Nothing could prepare me for what what um, raising the Titanic. That was, was. with Cora, with Francis Cora, Francis Cora and uh, Cora. Bronwyn Today, Miriama McDowell, Wesley Dowdle, and Faye Smythe, um, who many people know as Tanya from Shorten Street. And it, they're an amazing group of people. I learnt so much. Um, and it's fun. I get to play this guy called Apirana Puro. Oh, so funny. <laughs> Did you see it, Macy? Yeah, yeah, we went and saw it. Eh? We had to total call the pro man. And we were so, oh, it was just so funny. Had never been to a theatre sort of thing before. And yeah. Tama, man, oh, I must say, stole the show, man. He was so funny. Just, just, It looked awesome just seeing him come into this new character and come into this new huarahi. And he just shined. <laughs> so I didn't see it, Tama, unfortunately. I'm waiting for it to get to Wellington. But is it a musical? No, it's a play that has music running through it. So it really is, it, it's about the, the, the dramatic arc of it. Um, having said that, it's it's a lot of fun. So it's about a, a show band who never really existed. They, they're a made-up show band. So we get to play these um, characters who are in their early 20s and the 60s, um, coming from Rotoria um, to Auckland, forming a show band and then sort of heading off overseas to Aussie first and then to later to Vietnam and Saigon. And then we get to see those characters in their 60s now. So I get to play a 23-year-old, which is a bit of a stretch anyway, <laughs> and and then a 65-year-old, which I have to say I'm more comfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. And... You know, we had varying responses. I think for some people, it, it you know, that that era of of our show band performers is a really special one. So we were all aware of the the taonga we have and and working with with that kaupapa. But I also know that it's 
you know you can't please everybody so this isn't a real story it's it's an imaginary story about some people who you know it wasn't based on like the volcanics or the... well i mean lo- loosely in, in in the sense that it was a group of people who kind of of an era who um had dreams and and took off to see the world through music so and the fact that they're called the titanics is um sort of indicative of the joke that runs through it because the titanic being a, a an unsinkable ship that sank you know That's so right. the the it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and and i loved it i'm looking forward to doing it again actually now being new zealand music month on will feature different albums and artists on the show for the month of may um jj is a is a musician who do you look to new zealand wise aotearoa music wise as a as a bit of a um aspiration Oh, Anyone in particular? There's heaps. I'm working alongside Tama as well. Um, and oh, there's, there's so many. I mean, getting inspired every day. Like um, like I'm doing a music course at Wairiki, and even the musicians that are on board the academy with me, you know, they're really talented people. And just being inspired by them. I mean, inspiration is from everyone. I, mm-hmm. Even on YouTube, if I want to get... Real good at the guitar, you know. Have a look on YouTube and guitarists that have played on our album, like um, Nathan Haynes's brother Joel Haynes. He played on our album as well, and he's you know ranked number one, I think, in New Zealand guitarist, session guitarist. And you know, I can see the standard that he sets, so you know, it's something to look up to as well. you Tama, New Zealand music? Oh, well, I agree with JJ. I mean, we just were part of a, a songwriting workshop, Pumanawa songwriting workshop, which the Music Commission and Auckland City, City Council put together, Steph Lees and Henuehi Mohi. And I was part of a team. There was Maisie and Seth Harpu, Tongavaya, Ben Tapuelu-Elu, uh, Lisa Crawley and Fran Kora, um, and a, an overseas musician, Kevin Mark Trail. And they all came... And we had about 70 rangatahi from all over Auckland, some from Kaikohe, um, Taiatea, and, I th- you know, we had a, a, a full-on weekend of, of working. But the end of the first day, we had a just a kōrero where everybody sat down and, and all the different mentors stood up and introduced themselves and played. And it was so inspiring to hear everybody's um, kōrero. But, you know, the kids themselves were in- 
amazing. In two days, they turned out, some, I think they recorded 19 songs out of the 70 people that were there. But they had much more that they could have done. They all performed some, you know, two, three songs at the end of the concert. And we actually ran out of time. We had yeah. so, so much material that the kids themselves had written. So I really lately have been doing a lot of work with young people, and that inspires me daily because they're just so rich in, in possibilities. And I, I'm really enjoying that, Mahi. Nice. And Kayakui, Macy? Me, um, same, um, Tama, Hinuihi, um, and, and just the ones that are coming up, you know, Magic, she's amazing, mm. and you're young, she's only like six. Magic? Magic, yeah. Magic powder. powder. Magic powder. She's amazing. Mm. Um, and, yeah, Tama, Hinuihi, Magic, uh, and just, um, yeah, our youngsters, because they're not... They don't conform, eh? They're, they're not indoctrinated. They're mm. open-minded. So when, what they get is fresh and new and real and honest. And um, I love that. And also the girls I'm working with in the prison, you know, they're mm. very inspiring to me. The, the stories that come through are stories that need to be heard because I know that there are a lot of people that are in the same waka as mm. them, you know. How did that come about, Macy, of you yeah. getting involved with um, prisons? Oh, um, just Julian. Julian Arhanga, he um, just contacted asked to see if I would be interested in um, going into the prisons and you know mentoring music what I'm doing with the young, with the tomariki and the tawira, um yeah inside as well and straight away there was no hesitation I said yes because that's like what my songs are about you know um, game of life you know it's about that about the people that have gone off the rails a bit need a bit of akiaki so to be able to practice what I preach and um, get the opportunity to do that yep all for that you know, and yeah, and they're inspiring to me, you know, um, eh, just anything, everything. Yeah. I mean, the great thing about being down here with, you know, Ngahiwi's initiative is that we're able to do this because a lot of other people have done things ahead of us, you know, so you can't take two steps without acknowledging all our other Māori artists stretching way back, you know, right back to the beginning, yeah. who have have paved the way for us to be able to do these things because without that you know we'd still be banging on closed doors Kia ora Tama Waipara Maisirika and your little brother JJ For information about Pile 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 and those artists we've posted some links on our webpage radionz.co.nz forward slash the ahika Kupu Māori like Kiaura and Koha have entered the New Zealand vernacular to the point they substitute their English equivalent in a heartbeat. Yet, like any cultural transaction, there can be a misunderstanding when the use of such words fails to grasp their depth or complexity. To assess whether the use of a Māori word matched its practice, I visited a cafe that operates on Koha, and it's the first of its kind. I'm in a busy... Lower Hutt Street in the suburb of Alicetown. A young fella's just walked past me wearing a t-shirt saying Flippin' Sweet. And I'm about to enter the transition Koha Cafe. Now this is a cafe that operates on a Koha basis. It's open on Tuesdays between 10 and 2. 38 Victoria Street, Alicetown. Hi, I'm Leela. 
Natalie. Just into our little room, it says the lounge, and on the wall there it says Koha Cafe, how it works. Could you just read what that says? Yeah, um, so eat, drink and be merry, and then leave a donation when you go. Your Koha is vital to the cafe as we don't get any funding. So um, basically you can see in the corner over there there's some, some cakes and biscuits and um, bits and pieces and cups for making cups of tea. So you're very welcome to just come in, find something you like, um, you know, eat, drink and be merry. <laughs> and um, what's also happening up there at the moment where there's a bit of action going on, um, we're doing a little demonstration of how to make your own cleaning products. Right. So Juanita's just there mixing up a bit of soap and things um, to show everyone how to do that. Now how long has this cafe been going on for? Oh, We've only been open for three weeks so it's still brand new and yeah so we're just sort of working out how it all works as far as getting the community involved and just getting people in and so yeah we're just sort of taking it as it comes really. Yeah, I can see there's a couple of women knitting. It's just open to anyone to just come along, sit down. It's nice and warm in here. Yeah, that's always a good start in Wellington in winter. Yeah, so, and just sort of changing that idea that, you know, you, you give me $5 and I give you something back. It's, it's changing it to, well, come in, relax, do what you like and, you know, Give us a gold coin donation at the end, or whatever, just whatever you feel comfortable with. So it's it's just changing that idea of transaction to to something a bit more kind of cooperative. Yeah. So I guess in terms of the definition of koha, it wouldn't necessarily have to be money that was left as a donation or no, left as um, part of the transaction? In fact, we've got a shelf there, um, and that's got, um, you can see there's books and things in there, So, and some people have bought in some clothes, and someone's been making preserves and jams, so you could leave something in the shelf um, that you can offer or take something out of the shelf, which you would like, so that's all part of it as well. Yeah. So sorry. So like, I I've made some chutney. If someone had some different chutney and they wanted some my chutney and I wanted some of their chutney, we could have a chutney exchange. But you know, it's not like for like or anything. It can just be whatever you feel like. And if you're broke that week, that doesn't matter. You know, you can come in next week. And if you're feeling a bit less broke, you can give us two dollars then but it's not yeah the idea is to sort of take the idea of money out of the equation a little bit and to take a thing around judgment out of it as well right absolutely yeah and because most of most of the community is not loaded and so i i'm i'm very much keen on making it so that yeah it's not People don't feel like people are watching them putting money in the basket or not putting money in the basket or whatever. So, yeah, taking the judgment away completely, very much so. Now, at the moment, it's open for one day a week. Is that because it suits your own personal schedules for now? Um, well, it had to do with the fact that um, we Transition Towns has got a little office in this centre as well. And um, we noticed that um, Tuesday morning, nothing is happening here in the centre. There's no other groups. So this was the day that just offered itself to the centre being used um, for this. Um, and I guess, you know, we're ready to fill any gap that comes up in the programme of the centre. Um, 
because it's just it's I think it's quite sad to you know the centre being a resource to see it not being used so we really just sort of slot it in where it fit. Now Transition Towns is a, a sort of like a, a movement isn't it like a movement of thought around economy community um, sustainability that sort of thing isn't it yeah, you pretty much got it. Peak oil, I suppose, is quite a part of it. Just that the idea of, okay, everyone that's involved with Transition Towns gets the idea that it's kind of moving on to something else now. You know, peak oil has already happened. You know, it's not there's not a debate or anything like that. It's just sort of done. Okay, let's get on with it. And what what's peak oil? Well, basically. Oil, it's not like there's going to be no more. It's just that it's going to get outrageously expensive. So, And it's not just talking about filling up your car. It's pretty much everything that we make or use or anything comes from oil. So it's more about, OK, how can we make things a bit simpler, cheaper, more community-oriented? You know, like we've, we've got a community garden that we've got out the back and we're keen to sort of get that going more as well and just make it so that people can afford to eat properly and um, but I, I mean I'm really keen on gardening but I don't see gardening as has to be some kind of a chore so I'm very keen for people to get involved in gardening as just something that happens in the background to other stuff yeah would you like a cup of tea or coffee because we have everything you oh, tea would be great oh just black thank you and as well as the tea, I had some Afghans and a muffin. Kia ora, Leila and Natalie of Koha Cafe. Details of the cafe are available at our website, radionz.co.nz forward slash te ahika, as are photos. I'm Marae Arakraku. And I'm Justine Murray, and this is Te Ahika. Gordon is serving to Te Ahika, Radio National. Whakatū Pā in Nelson houses the biggest pā complex in Te Tauihu o Te Wakao Māui. There are Komatua Flats, a kōhana reo, and a small group of buildings where the marae runs its social services. Justine met up with the chairperson of the marae committee, Jane Defu. Ngā marae o te motu. Ki te taha o tōki nei māma, ko parapara te maunga, ko uh, parapara me tākaka ngā awa. Uh, ko nga te tama te ateawa ukuneiwi. Engari, kei konei uh, whakatū ko maunga tapu te maunga ko mahitahi te awa. Ko uh, te ateawa nga te tama ngā iwi i runga i te waka o tokumaru. Kia ora. I te taha o tō pāpa? Te taha o tōku nei pāpa uh, he koti mana ia. Uh, engari, he, he kiwi hoki. <laughs> Ai. Aye. Kia ora, Jane. Now, what, ex- explain, please, your, what your, uh, your mahi is in regards to whakatū marae. Ai, tēnei wā, ko haue noho ana ki te tūnga o te tūmuaki, o te kamuti. Ai, tēnei wā, ko tēnā te kamuti whakahaere o te marae nei, mō ngā huatanga katoa e pāna ki te marae. Kia ora. Now, uh, can you explain, please, Jane, uh, where we are sitting at the moment on a somewhat overcast Nelson day? Ka noho tāua 
uh, i rungi i te māhau o, o te whare kākati. Uh, ko tēnei whare uh, e hangaia i te kotahi mano iwerau iwetakau mārima te whakatūwheretanga mō tēnei hui. So Jane, you were explaining before that you are the chairperson of Whakatū Marae Committee. How long have you been in that role for? Uh, for this last 12 months. However, I've been involved as a chairman and as a secretary and as a treasurer. <laughs> my rānō. <laughs> um, so you're the one that wears all the hats? Have done over a period of time. I've been involved with the Marae Committee since 1973. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were explaining before that we are sitting in the mahau of uh, Kākati uh, Whare Tupuna. All right, we're sitting on the porch of the, the Whare Nui. Uh, its name is Kākati. And um, this Whare Nui was opened by Dame Teatai Rangi Kahu in 1995, on April the 1st. And, uh, and of course, it sits under the Whakaruru Hau, or the shelter of Tainui Tikanga. Uh, the Whare has six iwi that Whakapapa to the Whare. And that is, um, on, from the Tainui Waka, we have uh, Ngāti Kuata, uh, Ngāti Rārua, Ngāti Toa. From Tokumaru Waka, we have Tiatiawa and Ngāti Tama. And from Kurahaupu Waka, we have Ngāti Kuia. However, the marae here certainly embraces Mata Waka. Um, which is all iwi. Which is all other iwi outside of our rohe because they have played a, a huge role in supporting the marae and its developments and still do to this day. And they also have a... We put a seat on the committee for Mata Waka to have an input because of that. Now, could you tell us about the, um, the, the master carver, the pers- uh, who was responsible for these beautiful panels uh, within the porch or the maho of the whare tipuna? The carving was, the whakairo were done by a number of carvers. We had one carver that at that time was, um, has become a master carver in his time, and that's Mark Davis. Had, there were a number of other carvers involved, um, solely because of the way the marae started to develop in the earlier years. And that was because we did it through Maxis programs and those sorts of things. So there were other um, carvers involved um, in the very early stages. There was Rangi Hitit, who oh. overseed um, some of our tawira learning to carve. Um, there's, but, but there's been a whole range. He's only but one way, way back. I can think there's been one, two, three, at least five involved as well as um, Te Awhina Marae had a resident carver. That was uh, John Mutu. John Mutu, and he also, um, their crew over there was involved in, in carving the epa of the whare, both the front and the back. So there's been a, a combination of input, but Mark is still around with us today, mm. and he still carves. Mm. So in front of us, this is, it's quite a... Uh, well, in my opinion, it's quite a large marae atia. And in the corner, we have the, the is that the pohaki? Yes, we have a, um, a haki, and on the, the haki is a state, and it says Te Awhiu Fio Te Rangi. 
And that was um, named by a queer here many, many years ago, but it's also a circumstance that happens here in the Bay and within the town of Nelson in the earlier years when we had a lot of those developing tornadoes, if you like, up from the beach up the hill. And so it was a name that um, was put up for the name of the whare in the earlier times, but in order to bring, to whakapiri, to bring the iwi together, we had to find a common ancestor as well. So, so we retained the name. Te awhiowhio o te rangi. And that's what it means for the... the swirling of, the, of the, the winds to the heavens. Oh, gee, that's lovely. Ka pai. Okay, Jane, well... Oh, oh sorry, do we talk about kākati? He, he tūpuna tērā. Ai. Um, kākati is a tūpuna of Tainui Waka. And I was hoping to have one of the kuia here today to kōrero as well. And he had two wives, and those two wives allow us to open out the whakapapa to the rest of us. And um, so the tekutiko at the top is uh, Hotiro, coming down to Kākati, of course. OK, Jane, we'll make our way um, in the whare, in the whare nui, uh, Kākati, here at Whakatū Marae. I'm with uh, Jane Defu, Jane who has taken me around, and we're going to... I mean, to me, this is huge. Have you been, I mean, is this one of the biggest? In the top of the south. In the top yes. of the south? Yes. It probably would be the biggest. Yes, it is. Yeah. The kaupapa of the whare was set by the six iwi, and each iwi had a set number of po to contribute to the whare, and it was up to them as to who the tūpuna would be on each of the po. And so each of the six iwi have five po in here, and their kōrero is exactly that. It's each iwi's own kōrero. Can you just I, name those six iwi, please? That's uh, Ngāti Kuata, Ngāti Rārua, Ngāti Toa, uh, Te Atiawa, Ngāti Tama, and Kurahopo. Now, when the whare was built, as I said, the, the kōrero for each of the po was up to each of the iwi, and... Um, there are some some very significant people in the whare from a tūpuna's perspective, but again, it's for each iwi to talk of their own. Mm. Um, the internal aspect of the whare was uh, the queer that, that was the overseer or the kai whakahaere, the kai, uh, kai mahi, the kai... Um, Ringawera or kai tukutuku? Kai tukutuku, kai rāranga, kai ngā mea katoa was um, Puhanga Tupaya. And uh, her mahi was to ensure that the inside of the whare was clothed. And as you see, she's done a magnificent job. She has done a... So she oversaw every she all oversaw the tukutuku? All the tukutuku, a lot of the bulk of them she also, in fact nearly all of them she designed. Um, however, they were all put together by whānau. And uh, when we first started on the venture saying, yes, our whare is going up, yes, we're starting this, we started with a six-week wānanga and people came from all over the place, all of New Zealand and some from overseas to come home and weave. And, of course, um, not just our women, some of our men and some of our young people um, contributed to the tukutuku. 
And over a period of time, of course, it didn't get all finished in that six weeks, but it certainly gave it a good start. And it took another nine years after that to finish before it was opened. This whare, I suppose, reflects uh, the ngāhekinga, mai i kāwhia, mai i taranaki, and, of course, there was vigorous debate as to who sits alongside of who. So by ngāhekinga, do you mean to the, des the descendants? No, the heke that came down was when, at the time of the Raupatu in the 1820s, and this whole top of the south was um, under the Raupatu, from 1820 through to just before the signing of the treaty, there was movement backwards and forwards. And to this day, Taranaki iwi here still do that. They still move backwards and forwards. Now, Jane, we, we're inside uh, Kakatsi and these mattresses, and I see a couple of whiteboards up the front there. So, I mean, it tells me that this marae is often used. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's used for, for, of course, for hui, wānanga, tangihanga uh, conferences, We've just had the big Aotearoa Museum conference here, and that was uh, the other week. Um, and we have a lot of conferences in Hui, National Hui, and, and here as well as Whānau and Iwi. How many um, people can this comfortably sleep? Comfortably sleeps about 100 to 150. You can probably get in more if you want to um, go down the middle, go down the middle and roll over. <laughs> For Tangihanga, we've had up to 200 in here. You know, when everyone wants to get in on the last night. <laughs> yes. Kapai. So um, it's brief quarter about Kakati. Kia ora, Jane Motera. Um, oh, and I see these are these are. Wow, is that a carved waka? Yes, that is um, above the matapihi. There's a uh, the waka of um, of whalebone, and that is the waka of Te Awetea. Are you one of the kaikaranga here, Jane? Aye. Yep. And um, is there who taught you to kaikaranga? Um, by default, really. Um, we are not fortunate in this area, in the whole top of the south, to have a lot of queer uh, and komatua. And so a lot of us young ones had to step up when we really didn't want to, by necessity. And we learnt from Matawaka. Some of us who have Taranaki Whakapapa have been home, back to the Maunga, and, had, and we've also had Wānanga with Taranaki Kuia and, and Koro coming down to Hui with us. We've had several here and at Waikoa and at Onitahua for that very reason. Mm. So uh, for the top of the south, I think it's about... You learn where the opportunity pops up. It's about because of the scarcity of us on the ground. And yeah. which leads me, I suppose, to Natamatani, the men that sit and do the whaikōrero. Exactly the same. We are, are so few on the ground in terms of genera intergeneration. If we go north, for instance, to Marae up north, you know you, there are rows of kaumātua. We sadly don't have that anymore. Or if we do... Uh, on some marae, we do have them, but they don't call it all. And so, and that is a reflection of um, the Raupatu, also the arrival after, immediately after the Raupatu of, um, and during that time, the arrival of the whalers and the sealers in the top of the south had a massive impact on the loss of the reo and uh, tikanga 
because of that. Because the top of the south here, especially over in Marlborough in particular, was settled, you know, um, Dickie Barrett and all of those whalers were down here in the 1820s, 1830s. And, of course, um, the missionaries were here before 1840, um, right through in that particular area because they came through across from Ōtaki into the right, south. Yes. Um, had a massive impact on our people. And it's not that we don't have kaumātua, we do. However, in terms of versed in tikanga and te reo, very limited. Yeah. That's changing. Our young people are starting to learn. And, of course, we've got to look at how that is, continues um, to ensure that we can man our marae appropriately. Mm, kia ora. Kia ora, Jane. OK, so um, if we could move to the, to the wharekai. So, koe rā te kōreroa kākatsi, te whare tūpuna o te marae nei o whakatsu. I'm with Jane Defu, and we are going to move into the wharekai. Whoa! <laughs> this is huge! Can you give me... Do, do, do you know the square metre? No, but we can sit 350 easily. From the outside, mind you, I came from the side entrance and I didn't get to see the whole of the building, but... Um, wow. Can we go into the kitchen? All right. This is Modi Ora. Modi Ora. And Modi Ora um, was named exactly for the reason... Of um, as a living essence of the marae, and because of the so many iwi, it was quite difficult to consider a tupuna name. And so we went the other way, and um, the iwi agreed to the name Maori Ora. Wow! And as you can see, that's what it does. And Maori Ora was opened in 2005 again. Uh, Dame Tiari Kinui. Who so came again? Wow! And so that wasn't long before she got really sick. So we were really lucky. So the Fare Tupuna, 1995, yes. and also this building was smaller. Was there a Farekai here? There was nothing here. Right. We had over on the other side of the Komatua Flats is our Kokiri block, and that um, was our Farekai. And as you can see, it's a big building. It is uh, huge. And the, the Kōkiri block over there is that long building you can see the roof of. The Kōkiri block at the right end uh, used to be our Farenui before we got this one over here. And so that acted as our Farenui. And then the rest of it, there was a middle all-purpose room. And then down the end there was a whole house that seated about 60 uh, where we, that was our wharekai. With the middle room in there, we seated about 160. So that was still a good, you know, still good number, although there were a number of tangi that we had to do two and three sittings in. And on the end of that building coming this way is Kōpua uh, Wai, which is the Kōhangareo. Yes, and in between the wharenui and the current wharekai is we have six kaumātua flats. Three two-bedroom and three one-bedroom. Kapai. So we're in the hub of Modiora, and you've got some flash equipment. 
We've got the fridges. We've got the giant uh, mixer there. It's almost like restaurant style, isn't it? It's actually reaches the standard to run hospitality. So we could use this as a training centre, which is why we designed it the way we did. Um, we spent a lot of time, our women came in and said, this is what we want, this is the wish list, and then this is what we ended up with. And, of course, over in the corner is a big chiller. Yes, and then we've even got the, the, the deep fryers. Looks like a fish and chip kind of. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then, wow. Ringawera, do you have a set core group of women who are the Ringawera? We, um, over a period of time, I suppose in the last 10 years, have found it extremely hard to mend the, the kitchen during work days. And so we ended up um, setting up a contract and have a caterer come in. But for Big Hui, we all still come in as required. Um, but the caterer does the smaller hui and oversees even some of the bigger hui and we just come into the iwi, come into afi as, as necessary, dependent on the hui. And for tangihanga, well, it's handed over to the whānau um, at the start of the tangi and it's handed back to us at the end. Can you remember any um, delic delicacy dishes that's been served here, Jane, like the seafood, the kaimoana? Oh, yeah, well, we have the kana. We're well known for kaimoana here, kana, uh, mussels, pāua, fish. Um, for big hui, that's what goes out. Yes. So right now we're in the Waharoa, and uh, this is where the manuhiri are sheltered before they walk onto the marae, Jane, and we have a plaque here. Yes, and it's a memory of, of uh, Kuia Kaumatua in the early days, and we have uh, Auntie Minnie Nihil Stevens, uh, and we have Auntie Tor and Uncle Ben Hippolyte, and we have Auntie Mere Manahira and Auntie Polly Hippolyte, and they were some of the queer back in the, you know, pre-1970s that were certainly involved. And I know when I came to Nelson, that, that was about the time Auntie Minnie died. And uh, she was very much involved, and she hailed from Delaware Bay with Ngāti Tama, and Tiatiawa and Ngāti Toa, uh, Ngāti Raukaua Whakapapa. And... Um, yeah, and, and the others, of course, were whānau who also had uh, Ngāti Kwata, Ngāti Tō, Whakapapa, and, of course, had direct links to Rangitoto and Ngāti Kwata as well. So this was put up in memory of them just as, a, as an acknowledgement mm. as part of the development of the marae. Ngā marae o te motu. Kia ora, Jane Defu, Chairperson of Whakatū Marae with Justine. For a longer version of our kōrero and for pictures of the marae, believe me, the kai is huge. Head to our webpage radioNZ.co.nz forward slash te ahika. And you can always drop us an email at te ahika at radioNZ.co.nz and at the same webpage, go onto our Facebook link, find out what's coming up in future shows. Aneira, Jane Defu, anō. Here she is again with this week's Whakatauki. And that was um, named by a queer here many, many years ago, but it's also a circumstance that happens here in the bay and within the town of Nelson in the earlier years when we had a lot of those developing tornadoes, if you like, up from the beach up the hill. And so it was a name that um, 
was put up for the name of the whare in the earlier times, but in order to bring to Whakapiri, to bring the iwi together, we had to find a common ancestor as well. So, so we retained the name, the swirling of the winds to the heavens. Next week, finishing off the marae in Te Ihu o Te Waka Maui in the upper western part of the South Island, I'm with Richard Bradley at Tuamātene Marae in Grovetown, Blenheim. And I'm on a kaipara farm, o Takenini Tōpū Incorporation, one of the finalists in the Ahu Whenua Māori Farming Trophy. The finalists will be announced next Friday in Rotorua. He mihi tēnei ki nga kai mahi rāwikiwiki mihini ka mau te wihi. Mai te whanua te ahi kā ki a tātou katoa, Mauri ora tātou katoa.